All right, welcome to episode number eight of the LeapFrog Collective podcast, where we discuss best practices in the world of personal branding, content creation, and everything in between. These podcasts are published every Friday on the LeapFrog Collective website at leapfrogcollective.com and on your favorite podcasting platforms, including Anchor.fm, Pocket Casts, Spotify, Breaker, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all the big platforms. We're thrilled today to have William Deck with us as our guest. William's the founder of Mind Business LLC. It's a consulting firm focused on helping people with mindset transformation. We've had some really good conversations about this. Uses the hashtag win from within. So make sure to check that out on LinkedIn. It's got around 4,000 followers on LinkedIn and his videos really caught my attention a couple months back and started our conversation. Really fantastic and engaging videos on mindset transformation and just positivity in general. So yeah, great to have William with us today. Uh, thanks for joining us, man. Tell us a little bit about yourself and what you're working on. Yeah, yeah. First and foremost, thank you for allowing me to be here. Um, so for me, um, as far as what I'm working on, once again, my name is William Deck, founder of Mind Business LLC. And my focus, as Chris mentioned, is really focused in on mindset transformation. And what that looks like is from an individual and business perspective, the approach that I've taken is having an understanding from doing previous consulting work and coaching over the years, I understand that when it comes to actually making strategic change or long lasting change, it just can't be about motivating people to do better or to inspire them to maybe change their ideas, but to really give them the tools that they need to be able to transform. Because in order to get new things, you have to become a new person with a new mindset. And so because of that, I said, when I wanted to start a business, why not focus on that? So specifically with businesses, I've been really having some deep dive conversations around what that really looks like from a business perspective. And that means that we've had to all take off our corporate masks to be able to have these conversations. Right. And in 2020, I think 2020 kind of forced us to be um, much more transparent with ourselves first and then also with mm -hmm. others around us. And I think that's just accelerated into 2021 and people are ready to have real conversation. And so I think I've hit the market at the right time with something that was once a great area conversation that's either at lunch in private or not at all. You're now sure. saying, you know, let's talk about unforgiveness and unworthiness. Let, let's talk about how um, a poor self-image affects the way you see others and how that may impact diversity, equity, and inclusion conversations and different things like that, as opposed to just saying, if you believe this, you're good, or if you believe right. that, you're bad, because <laughs> that's kind of has not gotten us anywhere. And look at one another as just a quote unquote color when no one's black and no one's white because those are colors on the color spectrum and nobody has that, that skin tone, right? Um, there's a whole lot more to us than that. Yeah. It's just time that with conversations like that more, we begin to go beyond the veil and stop being so so closed-minded on like what reality actually is because I, I think we've done a good job of living in a fantasy world where people are limited and you can be judged for things that you can't control. And I think that's something that we just have to move past um, and focus on what we can control, which is first and foremost, our mindset our belief system and how we perceive the world around us, which will be directly affected based on the way you see yourself. Absolutely. It goes back to imposter syndrome. You know, growing up in West Texas, I know you grew up in Texas as well. We kind of, some of that imposter syndrome gets baked into you where you're automatically thinking, ah, I just don't stack up. What am I doing wrong? Why am I not as competitive as I need to be? It sounds like you're exploring gray areas, right? Like the yeah. areas in between the extremes and that's something not very many people do. Uh, so I mean, what's your process for that when you're working with a client and you're looking at those gray areas and you're like, well, you know, let's talk about this middle ground and, and working through that. 
Yeah, I think, well, I mean, the first step is first and foremost kind of getting a good understanding of exactly what they would like to address and or improve. And so once I have a good understanding of that, from there, it's really about, you know, kind of doing a old school sales needs analysis, but just going <laughs> meaning like really getting to the, the, the root of what these challenges really are. So, for example, if there's issues um, and, and it's around, you know, a minority uh, staff that are having issues with, you know, with, you know, other staff that may or may not be the same ethnic background. OK, well, that's happening. So we, we're able to see what is on the outside. But then let's ask a few rounds of questions of why, like why this actually happening. So it may be uh, as an example. Well, I feel like my boss doesn't respect my opinion and I'm concerned about upper mobility. OK, well, then why do you feel like that? Right. And of course, getting the boss's pers perspective to have a departmental understanding and ultimately digging down to what the truth is, because a lot of times, once again, as I mentioned early on, a lot of this has to do in general with everyone, unforgiveness and or un unworthiness. So some of that unworthiness can definitely manifest in the job. The unforgiveness component, which is definitely usually things that have to do with many times what never happened at work. It's actually things mm -hmm. that were in that subconscious mind over years. Or it could be if it was this being passed over for a promotion thing, it could be unforgiveness based on what you perceive the slight was, right? Um, and the boss will have a different perspective and being able to marry those two things. Now that may be with two individuals, but the same thing goes at the organizational level because you have mission, vision, values, and all these different things that you put out there into the world, but then the truth is gonna be on the lips of your employees. So when those two things are matching, we have to do the same process and just kind of get to what the, the truth is and then begin to address it from there which usually goes into not just organizational, but individual adjustments in, in, in belief systems, which no Sounds one can, like, you know? Yeah. yeah, closing a lot of gaps, right? Because there's all yeah. this perception. You know, as an employee, you're perceiving, oh, you know, my boss doesn't like me. He's out to get me. He wants me gone. Why am I not getting these opportunities? And, you know, the, the manager's thinking, why is this person not working harder for me? You know, where, why, why, why am I not getting everything out of them that I need to get? You know, what can I do differently? So it sounds like you're closing those gaps. And a lot of that's like, it's like gap analysis. Like you're closing the gaps between that, those two levels of perception, right? Yep. And then just having a foundation of understanding that change happens in the subconscious mind. And so that's always going to be brought back to well, how can we set a mental foundation for success? Like, what is that going to look like? As opposed to identifying what the thing is when you do the thing. We actually need to be, be, be begin to address some things within ourselves, um, whether that is at the organizational level or individual level, that will ultimately allow the change to happen. Because until that programming is, is, is changed and adjusted to be more equitable, more, more balanced, more in alignment with reality, whatever that needs to be, then it's, it's going to just be the same old pattern because the subconscious mind is trained through habitual, repetitive behaviors. So we have to do something different, whether it's within thoughts whether it's in our emotional nature or within our imagination or the way that we see things um, in our mind's eye, those are going to be the, the key three areas that I, that I work with people on because those are the three core elements of creation when it comes from what from the foundational thought forward. Like what happens after we think about something? Sure. And like where do you take it from there? Yeah. And then that's our reality and, and we yeah. always manifest what we believe. Yeah. Well, yeah. Yeah. Those patterns, man, those patterns are hard to break because once you get into a pattern on either side, <laughs> you know, it gets informed by your reality and it becomes like self-fulfilling prophecy, right? Like if you're convinced over and over again that things aren't going your way or you're struggling, you're going to struggle <laughs> and vice versa. So, 
you know, what are some of the practical ways and in, in some of the, I guess, the functions and the methods that you teach? I mean, I don't want you to give away your, your old business because, I mean, that's your intellectual property, obviously. But tell us a little bit about you know, some of the functional things that you teach people to do to shift that mindset and to work on that. Because it sounds like it'd be a long work in progress. It's not something you're going to snap out of on day one. So, you know, what's what's something that you encourage people to do and how can they work on it? Yeah, so I, I'll give one example. Uh, one thing that I do that is something that I learned a few years ago, but it's so powerful because it is you taking this action and it is you directly informing whatever that change is you would like to happen within yourself, um, which is, you know, your, your subconscious mind is always picking up every impression. And so one thing that, that I have everyone do is kind of to, um, once again, this, this happens at an organizational level a lot, but also with individuals is that we kind of do uh, what we call a scripting. So scripting is basically writing out a scenario that would be the ideal outcome. So we have a specific business problem, personal challenge that's affecting the business, whatever. Let's write out a, a, a paragraph or two, depending on how much they need to get out um, of what the ideal scenario looks like. But we always make sure that it's clear and concise. And then we write affirmations around basically affirming these this thing or these things to actually have occurred in present moment, meaning hmm. that even though it has not happened yet, what we do or what, what, what I teach and talk about is making sure that when we are writing these things out, we're writing them in an affirmative fashion, which means they're already done. Hmm. This has been backed up by scripture. This has been backed up by science because once again, the subconscious mind is always present moment. It's only a recording device. When we are thinking and feeling, it's always in the present moment. Now the equity or the liabilities that we build up from negative or positive programming yeah. will be seen down the line. So right. it's really about seeing it already done. So we write down the ideal scenario and then write affirmations, meaning um, being being thankful for each one of these um, outcomes happening. And what I had, what, what I encourage, and what I instruct all my clients to do is before you go to bed at night, first thing in the morning, read the you know read that success scenario and the affirmations out loud because what it's doing is. Is putting those ideas in present tense into your head. So, you, so, so what you're doing is, is that you are calling and base, basically begin to bring your, your energy into present moment, meaning I, I am grateful, I am thankful, I'm seeing it already done. And one thing that I think people discount is that something like this is a practice that may be outside of the box. But if you think about it, how many times when you've had a good attitude about something in your life that you just believed it was going to happen, you were really excited about it, or you had the expectation that it was in the company that it was going to happen. Almost like when you sit down in a chair, you expect for that chair to catch you. <laughs> when you are in that state of being, how many yeah. times has it worked out just as good or better than you envisioned it? And how many times when you were negative, fearful, and doubted, did you seem to have delay after delay after delay? It's like, well, it was supposed to happen on this day and now it's <laughs> next week. How many times has that happened? <clears throat> it's something that is a mental law that we just don't necessarily understand, but it's an operation and it always has been. And what that law is, is the law of mind that Joseph Murphy coined, which he's not the only one that talked about it, but he coined it in this way. And the law of mind states that what you think you feel, what you feel you imagine, and what you imagine you become. Mm. Now, it's mm -hmm. easy to say, oh, this, oh that's, that's not it. Okay, take one week and pay attention to the things that you have negative disposition about and see how much more of that negativity that you continue to receive. If always affirming what you believe to be true, you're hardly ever wrong, right? Um, and you always have many I told you so's. <laughs> but also think about the things that you have a positive 
um, orientation towards a great relationship or whatever else, you tend to get more and more of that. And it tends to manifest the way in which you see it in your mind's eye. And if it doesn't, of course, then that, that there'll be some adjustment or some questioning, but usually you get what you want or what you believe rather. So what is that? It, it's, it's not a coincidence. It's not a coincidence. And attitude is everything. That's interesting. That's fantastic. I, I really like that. I think of visualization. I know we both played sports growing up and a lot of what we were, we were told and talked about, a lot of what we talked about was visualization. Like before a game, visualize what's going to happen. Think through it. Like, I know I'm going to have this moment. How am I going to react to it? And it worked for me like a lot of times. So, you know, mm -hmm. you have those snap reactions and there's decisions you have to make. And if you've already thought through it and you visualized it, also almost kind of manifested it, um, it's, it's easier to work through. I'm a big believer in karma too. Like the older I get, the more I believe in it. I see it play out over and over again. So, you know, I think it, that concept is pretty well aligned that if, you know, if you treat uh, situations in a positive way and you're just a good person and you interact with other people and, and with positivity and, you know, with, with the right thoughts and with the general mindset, it usually comes back to you. So that's kind of some of my philosophy along those lines and what I work from. Yeah, hundred percent. 100%. And it's just really interesting how these things kind of, you know, um, you know, manifest in, in, our, in, in our lives. And I think a lot of times we are taught, we have been taught many ways to not really think about karma and manifestation, the things outside of our traditional um, teachings and belief system. And for me, like, you know, my uh, faith foundation is Christianity, but it's really helped to expand my understanding of, of what the book talks about. Like, I, I see it from a, such a, a deeper and more clear understanding that I ever have in my life just by understanding universal law right. and saying, well, wait a minute, like there's there's more to, to the story, there's more to understand from a grand scheme. It's not about what's right or wrong. It's actually for me in my personal life, it means it has opened up so much understanding rather in the aspect of what this good book is talking about and what it is actually pointing to beyond stories. Like there's so much more to it. Yeah. It's actually... When you really get into it, it's actually all universal law. It's all examples. It, it, it's all esoteric understanding or uh, symbolic understanding. It's not just the story. It's the story within the story. You know, every tradition talks about the same things, but in different ways. You know, that's what I've learned in, in my study of different religions and different traditions is there are central concepts. And it's just a language and like the semantics is what's different. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's not ultimately there's not a huge difference, a lot of huge differences there. Um, you know, there's a lot of commonality. It's just spoken about in different ways. I mean, would you yeah, agree I mean, with that? Numerology and all kind of stuff. You want yeah. To, like, I mean, you, you were taught that, 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 you know, or I was taught rather that, you know, that, that kind of stuff was bad too. But actually, <laughs> whoa, like the numbers actually have a correlation to, to words and like the, the, the meaning and the understanding is so deep and mm -hmm. mind, if you will, like it actually makes you understand who you are and how you, and how you fit within this universe to such a more clear and concise manner you actually have a stronger sense of stuff because you understand that everything is connected. Like everything is connected. And it's just like, wow, like I'm not just kind of floating out here and like just, you know, living to die and to pay bills. And <laughs> oh, like it's so much more than that. And certainly makes life a lot better when you realize that you've got that connection to other people. Because mm -hmm. if you, if you're living on that Island by yourself, that's not much of a life. <laughs> right. Which, but it also points to what you have within you that's untapped. Right. And for me, that, that's the exciting part is if we have infinity within, within us, how much more can we be? How much more can we be doing? Not from like a hard work, stressing out perspective, 
but I mean actually just opening up your mind to the idea of abundance and prosperity and perfect health and things like that, that science also clearly in indicates that, you know, everything within us is not just a perfect healing mechanism, but we have the ability to do things um, that we, that it would be hard for us to open up our minds to because the prevailing perspective says it's not possible. Yeah. But, but in so many ways, the prevailing perspective says many things, not possible, not possible, not possible, but that's not the world that we live in. That's interesting. Yeah. And I think right, that right there is is great just in, in the day to day, is, you know, just thinking about, you know, getting over the, the thought that you can't reach a goal or that mm -hmm. someone else has already beaten you to the punch. So what's the point? You know, I think that that's a lot of a lot of what happens to people when they first kind of dip out there and decide to start their own business and break away and do something for themselves and build for themselves. And there's that difference between doing that and working in more of a corporate environment that's more structured. Because when you're building for yourself, you're the boss, you know, you're the CEO, you're the CFO, you're the CMO, you're the CTO, uh, you're, you're all things, you know, there's no one else to turn to. So I'm curious about as you're building, you know, this business, what, um, what are the big challenges you've run into and using your own mindset and, and what you teach, how have you, you know, implemented that for your business and address that with your own business? Yeah, I think for me, um, which is probably common to a lot of people, just getting started out when, it, when it's just me, right? Like everything from responding to the post on social media. So I, I do have a social media marketing team that helps to, to curate the post, but I do the posting, I do the follow-ups with, with everyone. Um, having opportunities to have conversations just like the one I'm having today, but also making sure that um, you have a sales pipeline and trying to bring in sales and different things like that. There are so many things that happen from day to day. And as you mentioned, I'm doing all of it. And so one of the first things that I ran into was how can I effectively run the business and be creative and be thinking about ways to grow it at the same time? How can I avoid getting into maintain mode, right? And, <laughs> be, and be constantly thinking and taking action towards what I want as far as the right. outcomes, as far as goal, you know, sales goals, whatever else. And I think that for me was definitely um, and, and still is at, at moments a challenge because you have to basically take a moment every single day. And what I do is, is just prepare my mind for the day. So I, so I do written affirmations. Um, I also speak those affirmations out loud. Um, I have different goals that, that I, I have set. So I, I read over and re <clears throat> review my goals. I have a check that's up on, on the wall in my room that's the, um, you know, total revenues that I want to have for the end of the year. So I having all these visual, mental, and emotional cues every single day to get me in the state of gratitude and not crap. I have all this stuff to do for <laughs> some of my own job that I'm still working. Yeah, plus sure. Plus what I have to do for the business and how was all this going to work out? But I'm not going to get it done. Yeah. Can things wait until after work hours to get done? Are, are there things that they, that, that they can't? And how do I reconcile that with simply trying to make sure that I'm meeting my work obligations. Uh, oh, by the way, I'm uh, married and I have two children <laughs> and they're both under two years old. Oh, wow, yeah. You know, how does all this thing, how does all this stuff work out? So I have my mental practices that I just mentioned. Um, and the way that I work through it is just doing my, my, my best to remain in the present moment and remaining thankful, meaning this is what I've asked for, even though it, it's stretching me in five different directions. This is what I asked for. This is the position yeah. that I asked to be put in. Like there's people who are interested in my work and want to bring me in to speak and other things like that. 
and um, you know, just you know, just recently won, you know, speaking engagement that'll be this. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Um, yeah, thanks. Yeah, yeah. For that, and to edit it, and make sure it's just right, and it's <laughs> different because it's not just me talking for a minute and a half. It's a keynote where I have to make sure I keep people engaged, so there's more storytelling involved. And yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, oh, but I also have work to do today. So <laughs> are constantly before me and it's am I going to understand where I am from not just a positive orientation but from a truth perspective which is this is everything that I've ever asked for the transition is like I'm in a, in a transition phase but this is it people yeah. want to hear me people want to be a part of what I'm doing and that's you know that that momentum is building so how could I complain how could I say well I don't know how I'm going to get it done well actually once again from a faith perspective if we can do all things, then this is the thing we have to figure out. And and, I, and of course, I'm talking to myself. So either, either, especially from a faith perspective, if especially if you, because and I'm, I'm Christian, so in this example, if the book is accurate, it said that we can do all things, then what's up? That's yeah. what it within you. Sure. Do you believe it to be true? Not just because the book said it, but because you believe in yourself? Or will there be any situation or circumstance that will make you forget who you are, where you are, and not be grateful and thankful because you have to stay in the flow in order to receive and get divine inspiration and help that you weren't expecting and funds that you weren't expecting. The flow state is where all that comes. Yeah. In, in the fear state because fear shuts down that universal intelligence and, and open door and faith or confidence and a strong knowing within yourself opens up the door. And, and it's, it's just something that is hard to explain unless you've experienced it. The best thing I can tell people is, is that have you tried it? If you haven't, try it. And you will see for yourself because it's universal law. It's not because William Smart and William find the secret thing. <laughs> no, like it's, it's literally something that is an operation in our lives, as I mentioned. You just got to tap it and become aware. And then you're like, holy crap. Like, this is no joke. This is yeah. not somebody's idea that was sitting under a tree meditating for <laughs> This is legit. Yeah. Is where, and that is the and the space that I, I want to take other people to so that you can see it for yourself. Now you have to have me as your guru. No. See right. it for yourself and then you become aware of this great power and you begin to test it and tap and tap into it. Yeah, that application and you know, not getting caught forest for trees when you're building is very tough. Like there are days when you're not gonna see any physical results from the work you're doing, period. Mm -hmm. I mean, there are days when I'll put stuff out on LinkedIn, it's crickets, you know. I'll write a post that's not going to be published for months. You know, I'm doing stuff for a client that they're not going to see the end result for months. But more got done in that day. You realize I'm a big believer in compounding returns also that every little bit of work turns into a bigger result down the road. You may not see it in that moment. You know, what we do is not about instant gratification when you're building. <laughs> it's about what's going to happen four months down the road or six months down the road. And I think, you know, this ties over pretty nicely to, content and your your mindset on content i'm curious about this tell me about like your personal i guess branding mantra or like what you would say that is and how you approach content and the way that you um you know build your presence on linkedin and on on social media because it's really strong i'm just curious about how you've approached that and how you thought through it yeah i mean so what i did was i sat down with my social media marketing team in November before we started because we, we launched uh, December 1st of okay. yeah. and so the the question was is that like like what is my brand or, or what do, or what would I like it to be how would I like to be perceived and that was determined to be authenticity and relatability 
Um, and so for me, like, that's who I am. Like, I, I try to make sure that in any moment, no matter how big or small, I'm always myself. And I learned that early in my, in my corporate years when um, my, my first year out of college, I was in a leadership development program uh, for a major insurance firm. I'm around all these like CFOs and CEOs and executive vice presidents of everything. And they're in there teaching us. We had to read all these books. And it's just like, wow, like you're getting thrown right into the wolves. And experience. <laughs> during that first year, I had to realize that if I'm not being myself, if I'm using words that I normally wouldn't use or trying to use extra big words because you have people around me. And of course, I was in my 20s, but it doesn't matter. Like you have to be able to be OK with being yourself. And so for me, as I learned that from the corporate professional space, um, this could, could, could be no different. And I, I, and I believe in myself and that people will connect with me if I'm real, because people connect with um, with the spiritual component of who we are, as opposed to what we look like or what we say, meaning the energy that we give off. And so I feel like and, and, I, and I firmly believe that if you if you're doing things for, for the right reasons, you'll get the right results. And so every time that I'm doing a post or we're recording or, or I'm, I'm about to post it online, I always make sure that I think about it from the perspective of is how can I add value to someone's day? And I've been doing it more consistently at the very bottom. Cause, and I always put like, like, like a please like comment and share. Mm-hmm. One thing that I've been doing and changing that a little bit is please like comment and share with someone who, who you believe needs this today. That's great. Or, or who needs this today? Something like that. So, so basically yep. thing like, don't, don't just share it, but share it with someone who may need this today. Right. So if something that's inspiring, that give you perspective on how to overcome internal uh, blocks and different things like that. I'm asking people to share it with people that they know could use it because I feel like that's adding that is the idea of the, the compounding value that's being added mm-hmm. to other people's lives. And from the energetic or karma perspective, all I'm doing is building up tremendous equity that then will one day be received in finances and everything else, you know, every other good thing that I could imagine. And when I focus on more of the adding value piece, I don't have to worry about the other piece. And, I, and I'm constantly getting uh, emails of people hitting me up or the speaking opportunities, which I'm just going to bring back to the table because for, 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 for this Young Gun speaking event, that was absolutely amazing because I literally saw a post because I was connected with one of the guys who, who runs the whole organization. He, was, he basically said, hey, is there anybody interested in speaking uh, <laughs> at this event? And... Um, so I just submitted my, my information. I got a call a week later out of the blue and he was like, Hey, you're in the top three, blah, blah, blah. And the first minute I didn't even know who it was. Cause I, <laughs> first of all, I was like, Oh, oh okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, found out that it was going to be a competition to determine who was going to be there. So I had to like start this branding campaign almost did that, got a big lead. And the person that ended up being in second place was, Catching up quickly, whom I found out, um, which actually he posted and talked about, uh, he had like tons of people behind him just like posting for him and things like that to help support him, which is great. And I had people help and support me. But long story short, by the end of that week, I had this opportunity to do a keynote. And I couldn't have just said, hey, I, I should be the keynote speaker. It had to be through this venue that I was not expecting to bring it to pass. And everything worked out the way it needed to be. And now this Thursday, it's going to be this great event. It's going to open up a lot of speaking engagement doors and things like that. But I didn't do that on my own. It was right. that I, I believe that I energetically pulled in my direction. And once I saw what it was and I wasn't so uh, stressed out or, or busy that I couldn't, that I didn't take action to, to put in my, my, my name in a hat. And then 
to determine before that initial Monday came that this is mine and no one's going to take it. And I just said, this is mine. This is over with. And that's I'm, great. In my mind's eye, I, I, I was talking to myself on the microphone, <laughs> Mike, and I walked away. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I said, this is my, I, I see it for what it is. This is my opportunity. For quicker than I thought, it doesn't matter. Let's go. And that's awesome. It's just like, boom, like, all right, so let, let's do it. Like, so then the, the you know, the, the, um, High performing athlete came back out. It's like, <laughs> mine. Like, yeah. If, if I got to run through three guys to get to that, <laughs> yeah. Because once again, sometimes you have to be able to to seize the moment. Yeah. And I and I felt that very strongly in that uh, time. And it's just one of those things that you can't explain. How do yeah. you explain all that as opposed to writing it off as coincidence? Right. I, I, I don't believe that to be true. And because of the value that I've added to other people's lives, when I asked them to vote or when they saw the post. That post the first day had almost 3,000 views. That's like, like what? Mm. That's, yeah. Yeah, that's, cra that's crazy, but that's so true. Like, the more you lift other people up, and I'd say this all the time. I do these Sunday shout-out posts where I call out, like, eight people that I value in my feed, and those get four or 5,000 views every time. Those people all follow each other and they all DM me and say, thanks for the shout out because now I've got these new connections and they, so they're creating new connections and I encourage them to do the same thing. Like, don't feel bad for copying me, just do it <laughs> because it's going to open up the same doors and just, you know, kind of creates those spider webs of connection and, you know, those come back to, to pay off for you at some point down the road for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah one more question along these or a couple questions along these lines. If someone is just starting out, like in the LeapFrog Collective, a lot of the people we, we work with haven't really established a personal brand or they're in college and they're looking to do so because they know they need to, but they haven't really gotten out there yet. So what's the number one piece of advice you would give to somebody that hasn't really created yet, but they know they need to do that and uh, you know they want to dive into it, but they really don't know where to start? What's that first, uh, first thing they should do? Yep. So this first thing is not going to be something that can happen in five minutes. But one thing that the author Napoleon Hill talks about in a lot of his books is identifying your life's chief aim, mm. which means if this goal were to be accomplished, then your life would be a success, whether you live to be 25 or 125. <laughs> that is something that I think takes a little bit of deep introspection. But one way to start to begin to identify that is, is looking at your skill sets, your natural inclinations, and what you believe that you do best. What you believe or, or, or what um, skill set do you believe that you have that adds tremendous value to the people around you or that adds the most value? So if you're an excellent artist, an excellent speaker, um, an excellent salesperson, what is your thing that you know you have an innate gift for? Um, and being able to say, well, based on what based on the way that I believe I can add the most value or I, or I do the best, then how can I m uh, convert that into social media content, right? Like how can I actually make that a blog or it's me simply doing posts on Instagram and it's suddenly singing and dancing because I'm really good at that and I'm inspiring people or maybe I want to help minister to people and encourage people. So I want to be, you know, be an inspirational speaker, right? So like I'm going to post a minute and 30 seconds of this and I'm going to talk about the topics that are I'm most passionate about because people are going to feel that passion. They're going to feel that connectedness. And ultimately when you are in that state of flow because you are in alignment with what your true self is, whatever that activity actually is, people are going to feel that connection energetically and they're going to be drawn to it. As opposed to trying to do something that you think people would like for you to do or that's popular, 
I would suggest that that's probably not the best approach to take because if you're going to have to do that over and over again, over months and years, think if there's something that, that you really aren't passionate about or excited about, and now you're having to force yourself to create content <laughs> or a subject or an idea that you didn't have to, to start with. So right. be yourself and trust yourself and let that greatest version, which would be, which would manifest in the way of your chief aim or which your greatest gift to the world is, that will help to lead you. And if you start there and it's genuine and it is from a place of, of peace and confidence, then that's the way it will continue all the way through. If you start from a place of, I want to make money, I want to get followers, how can people notice me? That energy, as far as the way where you start, is going to be your, your foundation. Yeah. Always going to be up and down if people like it. And you, you know, if you get 100 likes, then you're going to be okay. If you get five likes, you're going to think that you failed. <laughs> and it shouldn't be about that. It should be yeah. about you being able to bring your authentic self and knowing that that's good enough and letting everyone else around you, you know, confirm that for you, but the right energy internally, how you feel about that, you know, what your what what, what your reason behind it is and being clear on that and going after it, that's going to be the most powerful thing because people will feel that before you before you get the accolades, people will feel it and it'll go from 10 people loving it to 100 to 1000 to 10,000 to 100,000. Like that's how it works. It, it always multiplies exponentially when it's from a place of uh, genuine truth, you know? Absolutely. Yeah, it's so easy to fake to try to fake that to some extent to to pattern yourself after people that you think are successful. But one thing I've seen on LinkedIn is there's very different definitions of success. There's yeah. the influence. There's the influencer definition where you got somebody that has forty thousand followers, but they have no engagement. So they're mm -hmm. like what I call a megaphone, but like yelling down, <laughs> yelling down a hallway, and no one that's really interacting or engaging. Yeah. Now there are people that have less than a thousand followers that are fantastic. They're some of the best creators, I think, on LinkedIn. They're just under the radar because they're just not quite there yet. But they're doing exactly what you're saying. And they're coming from a place of authenticity and, and telling their truth and staying consistent with that. And it's so much easier to create content when you're yourself and you're not trying to adopt what you think is working for somebody else. So, yeah, that's, that's so valuable. Uh, what's something that people shouldn't do? What's a mistake that you've seen or... Uh, something that kind of makes you raise your eyebrows, like what's going on here? What what should they avoid? Um, well, this is just a, a personal opinion, but I think on social media in general, I think um, people tend to post things that are negative, right? So so basically, if you if you are posting something that you don't think is going to add value to someone's day, that it's just going to be clickbait or um, that's going to you know rouse up a bunch of negativity. Um, which, which is also another way to get, to get attention. I, I personally think that's what people should not do because once again, one thing that we have to realize is that everything is energy. And so when you're online, um, you can attract uh, tons of positive momentum or tremendous negative momentum. Yeah. It's the equivalent of being up on the stage just if you have a five followers and you post something that you know is negative, but you're pissed off and you want to share your opinion because <laughs> people have to just hear you. And it's, and it's like a, a big 1,000 comment fight breaks out in, in your comment. You have to understand that you are drawing that energy towards yourself because people can because it's just like people seeing you up on that stage. It's just your your profile. Right. I would suggest that you stay out of that space because all it's going to do is draw things towards you that you don't want. Um, it's not that anyone else can think something of you and it happens to you. No, it's just because everything is energy, you, you can feel it. And so that negative... Results that that negative baggage you'll begin to feel 
where this one in the comments. You need to take a, a week away and things like that. And all those things may happen and you're doing something from a genuine space. But if you know that you're doing things for the right reason, yeah. that is almost not going to happen. And it's just once again, it's based on the energy that you hold when you're thinking about this idea and then you present it to the world. Is that a, a energy of peace and love and openness and, and goodness? Or is it from negativity, fear of missing out, fear of not being accepted and all those kind of things? What is your, sure. what, what is your intention? Yeah, it's so important because once again, if you put out those good intentions and people don't initially connect with it, you still know that you're doing it for the right reason. And if you affect and if you impact only a few people starting out, you already know that you're building up that positive equity that's going to build over time. It it, it has to happen because the world itself needs more of this. There's already yes. uh, negativity, uh, <laughs> naked, um, doing you know dancing, and a bunch of stuff that just has that it's adding zero value. Yeah. To people's lives. Right. I'm not saying that, that, if, that if, if you're a singer or a dancer, it's not about what I'm saying is, is that if you are doing so to encourage people and you have an encouraging message behind it, mm -hmm. that's more valuable than, you know, getting online and, you know, being half naked and smiling <laughs> because that's not adding value. All that right. is, is just kind of adding static to, to, to the atmosphere. More noise, right? <laughs> so, 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 so you'll get those initial likes, but what, but what, what yeah. you have to understand is, in the long term, there is no staying power in that. Yeah. We're all spiritual beings, no matter we acknowledge it or not. We don't think that God is real. Nothing's real. We're just here randomly. Everything is energy. And I, and I prove it by this. If you've ever walked into a room, and I know everyone has, and you could just feel the negative energy in the air, whether it was at school or at work, and you could just mm -hmm. feel it, it wasn't going to be a great day, and, and you didn't know why, or you knew or you could feel it on a certain person, yep. never had that experience, which we have all have, how could you feel that and know something without having a book to read or you didn't even look it up and you just knew it? What is that? That is the same thing that if you were posting negativity or posting things from the wrong spirit or energy, that mm -hmm. going to bounce back yeah. universally and jump on you and, and, and get to your atmosphere mentally and emotionally and affect you. But if you're putting out those good things, you can only get good things back because yep. I, I post this past Friday, think of your intentions and your actions and your beliefs and your emotions and thoughts are as seeds. So anytime you do anything consciously, you're planting seed into the ground. The ground is your subconscious mind, or let's just say your future outcomes. So based on whatever you plant, you're going to reap in, in the future. So if you don't want to ride in pumpkins and apples, then don't <laughs> poison this ride in apple seeds into the ground and then expect to get fresh fruits and, and you know, you know, I'm sorry, fresh apples and wonderful pumpkins. It's not going <laughs> to happen. What seed did you plant? That's great. The universe doesn't care. Yeah, I know. It's because the ground is the ground and your seed is what you have control of. So if you put negative seed in that ground, you know what you're going to get in the future. And, sure. and, and there's no surprise. It's yeah. not that people are against you. It's right. you use your power of the word and of intention, which is a seed, against yourself. It's no one else. Yeah. No one did it. That there's nothing after you. It's you. You have to get that it negative seed. Yeah, this comes back to personal responsibility, right? Like you're you're shaping your own your own destiny. You're shaping your future. Man, fantastic, fantastic stuff today, William. This is all really, really good. Um, Want to make sure that people can find you um, wherever you you know like to have people reach out. Where is that? Should people reach out on LinkedIn? Is there another place they should reach out and get in touch if they want to work together? Definitely. So on, on LinkedIn, um, I, I've adjusted my my name to be found, and it's it's a uh, William dot B dot Deck. Um, on on LinkedIn. So if you just do a general search, 
William Deck will find me. But but if you uh, do LinkedIn.com forward slash William B Deck will, will pull me up. Also, same thing on Instagram. William but at William B is in boy dot D is in David E C K. Um, you'll be able to find me on, on both of those platforms. And um, fortunately, um, especially on LinkedIn, as far as I've seen, I'm the only uh, African American William Deck. So we're not gonna have to look at that that's me. I guess the hair and the beard. That's it. Um, but I would love to connect. I would love to collaborate because once again, it's just about putting out into the atmosphere that which we like to receive. And I just love connecting with wonderful people who are doing awesome things that hopefully I can support as well. So that's great. Well, thank you very much for joining us today, William. Everybody, this is William Deck. He's the founder of Mind Business LLC. Make sure to reach out and get in touch with William. Uh, next week, episode number nine, we have Ryan Kovach with us who has a really interesting business in the Dallas-Fort Worth area where he creates content for uh, recruiters. And it's really kind of cool niche. We'll talk about that next week. And so make sure to check out that podcast. But these are published every Friday on the LeapFrog Collective website on all your uh, favorite podcasting platforms. So thanks again for joining us and we'll talk to you again soon.